Good morning. I'm going to read you a lovely story about one of Jesus' miracles. It's found in Mark's Gospel, chapter 10. The title is Blind Bartimaeus Receives His Sight. Then they came to Jericho as Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city. A blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called to the blind man, cheer up on your feet, he's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. Thank you, Andrea. Well, do you know, I love it. I I love it when, as I said at the beginning, I love it when families bring their children to baptism here at St. Matthew's, and we feel really blessed when you do, Um, because it's a really special occasion. It's 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 an occasion of joy, and it's also an occasion when families and friends get together, don't they, to celebrate, and that's great. But I also love it for another reason, and the other reason I love it is because it's an opportunity for me to tell you or to remind you, if you knew already, about the greatest story on earth. And I'm going to make an outrageous claim right now, because I'm going to say that what I'm going to tell you in the next few minutes is such amazing treasure. It's of such value that it's better than if I handed you next week's winning lottery ticket. Now, I can see there's probably a few doubters out there, but I mean it. I'm serious about it. And the only question is, at the end, when I finished, is... Will you take the lottery ticket and cash it in? Because that's what you have to do, isn't it, with a winning lottery ticket? It's completely useless on its own. But if you take it and cash it in, it's worth something. So I'd better have a good story, hadn't I? I'll get going. So what we're going to do is we're going to find this treasure this morning in the story that Andrea just read about this blind man who's begging on the side of the road just outside Jericho. Bartimaeus is his name. And you know, Bartimaeus was a desperate man. He was desperate because he was blind. To be blind in those days where there was no incapacity benefit or anything like that meant that he was unemployable and the only thing left for him was to beg on the side of the road. And if you begged on the side of the road, in Jesus' day, you were a social outcast because most people thought that if you were begging on the side of the road in those days, then you had done something to deserve it. I wonder, actually, if we're so different today. Perhaps when we walk down Broad Street in Reading and people come up and asking us for money, I wonder if we, it occurs to us sometime, what have they done to deserve it? I don't know. But Bartimaeus was desperate. And you know, many people today lead desperate lives, even if they're very good at hiding it. People are worried about the future. People are anxious about money, about whether they'll be able to pay the bills, pay next month's rent, pay the mortgage, 
pay the money lender, whatever it is. People are anxious about their health, about sickness. People are worried. People are stressed by the pace of life. People feel pressured by employers who demand more and more of them. People are worried about death. Many people today are desperate, even though they hide it very well on the outside. And you know, in my earlier life, if you like, when I was in business, and I was quite successful in business, and I made quite a lot of money at the time, and I had a nice house, and I had a nice family, all those things, I still have a nice family, but all those things, but on the inside, I was all right on the outside, but on the inside, I was desperately searching and seeking for something that would ultimately satisfy me, something that would ultimately give me fulfilment in my life, because the money and the material things, they weren't doing it. And you know, one of the greatest newspaper columnists, um, a chap called Bernard Levin, he wrote this. He said, countries like ours are full of people who have all the material comforts they desire, together with such things as a happy family, and yet lead lives of quiet desperation, understanding nothing but the fact that there is a hole inside them, and that however much food and drink they pour into it, however many cars and television sets they cram into it, however many well-balanced children and loyal friends they parade around the edges of it, it aches. I don't know if you know Robbie Williams's songs, but he, he wrote a song uh, which had the lyrics, there's a hole in my soul. And, and many of Robbie Williams's songs speak of, of a life where he's spent searching and seeking for something that he cannot get through celebrity and money, all the money that, that, that even he has. And so... People are leading lives of quiet desperation. And then something, what happened to me 14 years ago, and what happened to Bartimaeus, the blind man on the side of the road, is that one day Jesus came walking by. He came walking by, and for me that happened 14 years ago in a little church in South Africa. I was on a business trip to Johannesburg when a friend, I went to stay with a friend over the weekend called Chris, and he took me to this little thatched roof church out in a rural um, location. And it, was, it wasn't a church that I recognised at all, if you like. It had no altar, it had no organ, it had no pews, it had, it had no vicar. But in the hour that I spent in that church, I felt an incredible sense of the powerful presence of God and the most amazing feeling of love and joy pouring through me. And I knew that that I'd met with God. I knew that I'd got a glimpse, a glimpse of this treasure that could be the thing that would fulfil me. And the only question is, when Jesus walks by our lives, is will we grasp the opportunity Because blind Bartimaeus was sitting on the side of the road and and Jesus comes by and and he thinks, he thinks maybe, maybe this man I've heard about has an answer to my life. And so he calls out, he says, have mercy on me, Lord, have mercy on me. 
And do you know what happens? The first thing that happens, it says, is that the crowd, many people rebuked him and told him to be quiet. In other words, they said, shut up, be quiet. Jesus isn't for you. You're just a blind beggar on the, on, on the street. And do you know what? I used to be like that. If people suggested to me church or God or Jesus, I used to say, Puh, it's not for me. That's, that's not for me. Jesus hasn't got anything for me. But Bartimaeus has two choices. He can stay sitting on the side of the road, or he can do something about it. And he calls out, have mercy on me. And Jesus ignores the crowd, and he stops. And he calls Bartimaeus over to him. He says, come over. And Bartimaeus takes his chance. It says that he leapt to his feet, came over to Jesus, and then he asks Jesus to heal him. And Jesus says, go, your faith has healed you. And he sends him on his way. And Bartimaeus goes on following Jesus down the road. His sight comes back immediately. His life is transformed. Because the healing that Bartimaeus gets will be way beyond his sight being restored. His sight coming back means that he'll be employable now. It means that he won't have to beg on the side of the street. It means he won't be a social outcast. It means that he can live a fulfilled life. Jesus is in the business of transforming lives. And 14 years ago, when he walked by my life, when before that I'd never believed in God or anything like that, he transformed my life. The last 14 years have been the most exciting, fulfilled, and amazingly happy times. Um, I wake up in the morning now feeling just excited about the day ahead. I used to, when I had lots of money, I used to worry about it a lot. Now I don't have very much. I don't worry about it much at all. Um, it's been such an amazing experience. And Jesus walks, Jesus is in the business of transforming lives. And there's a mystery about the Christian faith. And I just want to tell you what that mystery is. And that is that the way that Jesus transforms lives is through the cross. That's why the cross is the central figure of the Christian faith. And the reason is this. Is that on the cross when Jesus died, he carried, he took on himself all of the rubbish in our lives, all of the, 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 the bad thoughts, the, the things that we've done that are wrong, the things the Bible calls sin, um, all of the dark side of our lives, he carried all of that and he died in our place so that we could be forgiven and set free. It, it's, a, it's an incredible mystery, but that's what happened. And what people experience when they invite Jesus into their lives is that the slates wipe clean, that they start afresh, their lives are transformed. That's what happened to me 14 years ago, when I felt Jesus calling me that day in that little church in South Africa. And, and I just wonder this morning whether there might be one or two people here this morning who have a sense that Jesus is calling you right now, that this is the moment when Jesus is knocking on the door. You'll know if it is, because if he's calling you, you'll have a sense that what I've just been talking about is just for you. It's speaking into your life right now. For, for many of you, that, that won't be the case. And that's, that's okay. Because we're all on a, on a spiritual journey, a different one. And we're, some of us perhaps haven't even started. Some of us have just begun. And some of us are some way down the road. And that's fine. That's, that's perfectly okay. But for one or two of you this morning, 
This might be the moment when you sense Jesus calling you, when you sense that you would like your life transformed by his love and his grace. And so I'm going to finish now by praying a prayer that you can pray along with me if you would like to do what Bartimaeus did that day on the side of the road near Jericho. If you would like Jesus to come into your life and to transform your life, you can pray this prayer along with me in your heart. Silently, you don't have to, you don't, no one else has to know. The people sitting beside you won't even know. I'd love it if you do pray that prayer. I'd love you to come and tell me afterwards, just when we're milling around and so on, because that would give me a lot of joy. But I'm going to pray this prayer now. It's very simple. It's just saying sorry to God for all of the things we've done wrong in our lives. Thank you to Jesus for dying on the cross for us. And then asking him to come and transform our lives, just like he transformed Bartimaeus's life. So let's close our eyes and let's just have a moment's silence as we think about whether we want to ask Jesus to come and transform our lives. Jesus is here with us now by his spirit. Let's pray. Lord Jesus Christ, thank you that you come walking by my life this morning. I'm sorry for the things that I've done wrong in my life. Please forgive me. I want to follow you. I want to come to you to be transformed by your love and your grace. Would you come into my life, heal me, change me, transform me, and be with me forever. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen.